0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies and huge savings?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that
0: digitex. C-A. on Oilers Radio, 6.30, 10. Doubleheader tomorrow at Rogers Place. It's where I'm at right now. The Edmonton Oil Kings are just on the ice. They'll take on the Brandon Wheat Kings who've been giving up a ton of goals this year, and the Oil Kings will have all four of their Team Canada World Junior members uh, that didn't get a chance to see things through uh, back after Caden Gooley missed a couple games uh, when the other guys got back just before the shutdown. The Oilers and the Ottawa Senators tomorrow night. As uh, the Oilers play for the first time in 10 games, Ottawa hasn't played a lot here of late either. They had a COVID scenario run through their team, and we're going to talk about the Ottawa Senators right here, right now, as we go to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Our Oilers now headliner today is brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk. Uh, I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show Senators General Manager Pierre Dorian. Pierre, how you doing? Good. How about yourself, Bob? Uh, Good. It was good to bump into you earlier today. Thank you for taking time to uh, uh, join us uh, on the show. Uh, And I guess the first question I have for you, uh, because the Oilers are experiencing a bit of this as well right now, How much of a challenge is it for a general manager and and the coaching staff to be putting together a roster on a day-by-day basis when you're not sure who you're necessarily going to have because of the COVID protocol that takes place in the National Hockey League?
1: I'll tell you, the most anxious I get every day is around 7.30 when we get our official PCR results from the day before. Um, I get them texted to me from our director of sports medicine, and every morning I'm just praying that not another guy or two or three are added to the list.
0: And you added a guy on this trip, and that was Tim Stutzla, who, you know, a year ago, uh, right around this time, we were just wrapping up the World Junior Tournament. He was unbelievable uh, for Germany during the course, and he's obviously one of your electrifying, exciting players. And uh, I guess you're hoping to have him back in tomorrow. I'm not sure if that's going to come to fruition. And that's one of the guys got to test out, too, in order to be available.
1: Yeah, under this new protocol, obviously, uh, you can't have any symptoms and you got to test out. And, you know, obviously, as with the other 31 teams, we follow the protocol and you know, our doctors have to give clearance and, you know, they're in touch with the NHL. And, you know, it's not just five days. You have to be symptom-free and you have to be able to be negative at the time that uh, you come out of the protocol.
0: All right. What did it mean to your organization? I look at Shabbat and Kachuk and I'm like, those are your two best players. You got Shabbat done a couple of years ago, and uh, this fall you got Brady Kachuk signed to a long-term deal. That, that's got to be and a, a, the structure of the deal, by the way. Uh, the contract rises as in theory um, maybe North American society gets a little bit more healthier and the, the industry gets a little bit more robust, but it, it must have been a big day for your club to get him uh, done long-term.
1: Well, obviously, uh, it took a bit longer than I think both parties wanted, but uh, you know, getting Brady done long term was something that we definitely uh, wanted to do. Uh, you know, he's an integral part of our team. He's our captain. Uh, he's a guy that you know, obviously, um, that plays hard every night. He, he leads our team in hits, leads our team in shots uh, for most of the time. So I, I think it's uh, he, he's definitely someone that we were very happy to have sign long term.
0: Uh, I like Batherson and Formington for. A little bit you know, Batherson's got a little maybe a higher offensive ceiling, Formanton can really skate. He's an RFA. You've got some good young players, don't you, Pierre?
1: No, we got some really good young players, um, obviously, on our team right now. We got some good young players in the American League. We'll have a really good young player play against the Oil Kings tomorrow in Ridley Greg, who's part of the team Canada, team Canada World Junior Team. that uh, I'll be there watching them. Um, so, no, we got some really good young players in our organization. It's just with young players, we just got to make sure we mold them right, we develop them right, and we put them in the NHL when they're ready to succeed.
0: Uh, Pierre, you're, you're, as a Opposed to the Pacific Division, which is wide open. Any one of six or seven teams might be able to climb into the top two or three spots. Things are a little bit more delineated than the two Eastern Divisions. Um, And you do have a couple pending UFAs. And this, I mean, you're in the position you're in here. Do you expect things to to heat up here over the night? I mean, the deadline isn't until March 21st, so we're basically two months away. But, you know, you've got some guys that are... Tierney's a guy that could be a useful player. I personally love Nick Paul. I don't know if you're trying to get him signed to an extension, but have things picked up a little bit call-wise for you?
1: Uh it- I have to tell you that I think I think all the 32 teams are trying to get through. You know, most teams have been hit by COVID, and I think that's the priority of coaches and GM at this point in time. There there hasn't been a, as much trade chatter as in previous years. A lot of times uh, this time of the year, uh, teams are having their scouting meetings, whether pro or amateur and talking to guys, that's what they're doing or have been doing or will be doing over the course of the past few weeks or this week or next week. So I think trade chatter starts coming up a uh, a bit more later, there's still a lot of time before the trade deadline.
0: There's been some tough miles for Matt Murray since he's come to Ottawa. I think that's fair to say, Pierre. Uh, he was very impressive last night for you. Is there a is there lesson in patience here, or in terms of, you know, what have you guys had to do to try to, to, to get him to be the guy that uh, you stepped up and, and went and got?
1: Yeah, obviously we went and got him uh, previous to last season, and, you know, to he probably didn't start the way he wanted to last year, but really bounced back. And then this year, um, you know, I, I think as the whole team was inconsistent, he was inconsistent. But I, I think uh, if you know anything about Matt, he's a pro, he's proud, he's really worked hard. And I think you saw part of it yesterday, you know, the, the game uh, previous to that, we left him pretty much by himself against Toronto. But uh, we were just. Starting uh, probably our second, or going through our second phase of COVID at that point in time. So uh, I think p- people forget that they, these hockey players are still human. And even though they make a lot of money, and you know, when you got families and people that were in town for Christmas or whatever, um, a lot of our players, I think, were more thinking about COVID than the Leaf game, uh, the previous game that we played for. But Matt Murray is uh, definitely bounced back yesterday, and we expect him to be the goalie that uh, won two cups with Pittsburgh.
0: You got a bit of a UND pipeline with North dakota and one of those guys is uh, jacob bernard docker who played in the alberta junior hockey league for okotoks uh, we've got some listeners and connectivity uh, through uh, dylan holloway in that organization as well he's played four games in the nhl right shot d what's he shown you
1: he's shown a lot of good things <laughs> he's shown uh, you know really good hockey iq uh, great poise. Uh, someone who can, you know, do a little paw play. Can, you know, can do the stretch pass. Can move the puck fe- efficiently. Skates well. I still think he's got to work on the details of his game, which he was doing really well in Belleville and progressing. But, you know, he's someone that we see playing for the Ottawa Centers for a long time.
0: You got a lot. I mean, uh, you got a lot of prospects. We know a lot about you. One of them is Jake Sanderson, uh, the fifth overall pick, two picks after Stutzle in the 2020 draft. Uh, You already mentioned Ridley Gregg with the Brandon Wakings. How has uh, Sanderson's season gone to date so far?
1: good uh having the chance to see him in person i had the chance to see uh, north dakota play at penn state and uh i think they played in nashville earlier in the year uh very impressed by him obviously seen him play at the world junior uh was was uh, flying to the world junior the day that that it was canceled and was going to watch him obviously playing one of the best tournaments that anyone gets to see during the year um but he's 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 special. I think he's going to be a really impactful player in the NHL when he decides to come out of North Dakota. Obviously, he'll be on the American Olympic team, uh, which is a great honor for him to represent his country. Uh, but he he can do it all. You know, he he's he's an elite skater. Uh, he's a great passer. He's got really good offensive upside uh he's got great details to his game he's got a great stick he knows how to defend using his body angling people out uh he'll be someone that can play uh can log you know important minutes for us and i think he'll be an important part of our future success
0: pierre you guys have had a pretty good drafting record and you've been able to find players later on in the draft um you stepped up on Tyler. I, I think it's fair to say some people think you stepped up on Tyler Boucher. And he has left Boston University. Has he gotten in any game? Where, where are we at right now uh, uh, with Boucher? Where, where, where has he been assigned to, by the way? Uh,
1: Boucher, obviously, <laughs> what we did, we signed him um, not – Shortly after Christmas, we signed him. Uh, uh, as we didn't know what was happening with the Ontario Hockey League at that point in time, so we signed him to Belleville. So he went there and practiced for a little bit with Belleville. Uh, he had COVID, so we had to wait till early January that he could get back to, to Canada. Um, and then he went and practiced with Belleville, and now he will be joining the 67 shortly. He's just got a little lingering injury uh, that might take a week or two for him to, to be back, and we don't want to take a chance here. We want to make sure once he gets playing with the 67s that he will be at, at, that, at 100%. Uh, and then that's where he'll play the rest of the year.
0: How different is preparing for the draft? You guys, I think off the top of my head, have six six picks in the first three
1: rounds? Yeah. Uh, I think we got five. Okay. If you, if you want to give us an extra one, well, uh, I'm good with that, too.
0: I, I'd like to get Nick Paul. I, I just want to set the record straight. He plays multiple different positions. He's exactly what Edmonton could use, uh, but I'm not the GM. Uh, how different is it preparing for – you know, last year you didn't – you know, you had – the OHL didn't even play. Uh, the Quebec League got in some games. Alberta – you know, the WHL played sort of in, in pseudo-bubbles. Um You know, the NCAA did play. And has there been, I don't know if there's, and that's kind of a tough question because I think you could do more analytics on the pro side than you could do on the amateur side. Do you guys deploy that in terms of your evaluation for uh, the NHL draft? And are you having to be more reliant because of the COVID protocols out there with video maybe than you have been in the past?
1: Yeah, obviously the last two drafts we've had to rely a bit on video. Uh, I'm a big proponent of you can use video as a tool, but nothing beats the eyes of a scout watching a player because when you're watching video, a lot of times uh, the camera follows the puck. Um, You know, to rate hockey sense, to rate, uh, you know... (laughs) sometimes character effort coming back into the play if you know just to get where maybe the puck will be going but you know it's not there right now uh your eyes definitely give you the best vantage point as far as using analytics we use analytics i think it's another tool that you know i think you have to use as many tools as you can uh, to draft as good as possible but uh, as a former scout nothing beats watching a player and getting a feel for that player
0: DJ Smith had a, a bit of a, you know, he had some tough teams. I mean, he had a team that took care of business uh, against Erie uh, in the OHL. And I'm just looking at the makeup of your lineup here. Uh, Josh Brown was a guy you went out and grabbed. A Sabrin, who might not be available uh, tomorrow after that fight with Luch last night. Um And you've got Austin Watson as well. Some teams have moved away. Uh, I actually think the Eastern Conference has beefed up a bit this year. Pierre, uh, do you still think that there's there's still an aspect in, in today's NHL where you have to ensure, and you've got some younger players, where you have to make sure that your team's looked after?
1: Well, obviously, you always want to make sure that uh, no one will take liberties, especially when you have a younger group and a talented younger group like we have. Uh, there's something to be said about you, know, if you I noticed it quite a bit last year, being closer to the ice surface, uh, the chirping and uh, the physical presence and the element, uh, as much as we... Don't want to admit, and we're 2022, there's still an element of bullying when teams play against each other. And, you know, that's sports. You know, it's it's something, you know, you're always going to try and get an advantage of another team. So I think it's still there. I, I don't think you'll ever see stage fights again as uh, we saw, you know, in the 80s and probably uh, early 90s. But I still think that uh, competing, uh, hockey is still a physical game. Uh, having that element of grit and toughness is still part of, of the game.
0: And pure Edmonton-centric question because the guy was once cut when he was in Peewee. He and Jared Spurgeon must have been a hell of a Peewee team. Tyler Ennis, you brought him back. How's he been?
1: Tyler's been good. Uh, You know what? Tyler, he's uh, he's great to be around the guys. I still can't phantom a team that cut Spurgeon and Tyler Innes. Um, they must have won every game because uh, <laughs> those two guys are pretty good NHL players. Um, but, no, he's been good. Uh, I think uh, Tyler... Um, Obviously, offensively, he's gifted. I wish he'd shoot the puck a bit more. I think DJ would be would probably tell you the same thing. Um, but he, he's a good puck possession player. He's good in the offensive zone. He's a good guy. He works hard. Uh, I actually like him when he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder. And when he gets a bit cocky, that means you know you're going to get something good out of him. Uh, but uh, as a human being, you can't find anyone better. And as a hockey player, he's definitely helped this team.
0: Well, uh, normally when, uh, we, when the Oilers play the Senators, uh, we have either Bruce Garriott or Gord Wilson do the show. They're both great guys. Pierre, thanks for stepping up for us today, and special thanks, for Chris, for setting us up. Perfect. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Pierre Dorian. He's the general manager of the Ottawa Senators, and it is 1.50 at Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now.
1: Hi, this is Zach Cassing from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 6:30. Chet, yeah, that was quite the experience, you know, playing your first game. It's obviously nerve wracking, and it's you know something you've been looking forward for your whole life. Um, so uh, now coming around back to Ottawa, I kind of want to get a little bit of redemption back. Um, obviously, I wasn't—I uh, don't think for myself—I you know I played the best game uh, playing them uh, the first time. So uh, I'm excited to play these guys again. I'm excited to, uh, yeah, just uh, keep stopping pucks and doing my thing.
0: There you go. That is Stuart Skinner, and he has a big fan club here in town right now. No question about that. It is. Uh, um, 152. Something we did not mention, and I, I just got this uh, message passed uh, to me by uh, one of the guys uh, in the media. Uh, last night, Connor Brown, we've talked about Connor Brown. He was on Connor McDavid's line. He's uh, in j- junior playing for Chris Knoblock in Erie, represented by Jeff Jackson. That's uh, McDavid's agent. Uh, Connor Brown last night had a puck, uh, Rick, I believe, either ricochet off the post or... Or, anyways, he got hit by the puck in the warm-up last night, broke his jaw, played. I don't know if you saw the game against the Flames. Scored a great goal where he basically went end-to-end. And, uh, uh, anyhow, he is out. Uh, He's out week-to-week with a broken guy. Played the entire game with a busted jaw. If that doesn't say what hockey is, he's obviously... Robin Brownlee once used a line on Jason Smith that he's got the pain threshold of a cadaver. Zach Hyman's a bit like that, too. Uh, Connor Brown, uh, big fan of D.J. Smith and uh, a favorite with the Sens organization will be out, so they'll miss him. We're not sure on Stutzel. I think there's a chance Stutzel will play tomorrow night. He's a terrific young a player for the Senators. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at RoyalPizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staffer recommendation, Mediterranean Chicken. As we head into this home. Oh, really? This was on this day? Oh no, this isn't. No, I remember this game. This day in Oiters history brought to you by New West Travel. Looking for a great Oilers road trip? Fly non stop to Nashville with Flair Airlines. Watch the Oilers play for only $1,750. Call New West Travel or go online at newesttravel.com. On this date. In 1981, Brendan Escott, what happened? The Oilers scored six goals in the third period to down the Leafs, seven to four. Uh, Wayne Gretzky and Stan Weir each scoring twice. The Oilers moved to just 13, 22, and seven on the year. Do you have time to look up on hockey? Was that game not in Toronto? Let me dig it up. Can you look that up on the fly going back to 1981? I know Gretzky went in in the 79-80 season when he was trying to chase down uh, the little beaver, Marcel Dion, who, by the way, I personally think Connor Bedard, that's who he reminds me of. Uh, An undersized, sort of stout, skilled, uh, right-shooting centerman. Um, Wayne was chasing down... Dion for the scoring race and went into Toronto at the end of the 79-80 season. Donnie Ashby, uh, who ended up passing away in a car accident uh, next year, uh, and Wayne each had uh, six points, and Gretzky was first star. But I know there was another year they went into Toronto, and somebody threw ice on the ice, or not ice, mice. Somebody threw mice. I don't know if they were inferring the refs were, uh, you know, three blind mice or whatever, but mice ended up, Brendan's going to look that up in the fly for us here. This Day in Oiters History brought to you by New S Travel. Looking for a great Oilers road trip Fly nonstop to Nashville with Flair Airlines to see the Oilers play for just $1,750. It's a trip in April. We've got over 70 people uh, already on the plane. Uh, direct flight up and back, courtesy of Flair Airlines. You can visit newstravel.com. Brendan, were you able to find out if that game was in TO? <laughs> yeah, it was at Maple Leaf Gardens. Uh, as far as whether there were mice on the ice, I've, cannot confirm nor deny. That was the game. I'm telling you right now because I remember Weir had two goals. It's not that, I mean, how many times did Wayne score twice? All the time. But Stan Weir, different. Stan Weir out of Pinocchio, Alberta, by the way. Uh, back of the day. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports tonight from 6 to uh, 8 p.m. What's he got shaking? Cam Moon from the Oilers Radio Network. Edmonton Elks head trainer Brian Cheeseman selected to uh, be a part of Can- uh, Canada's men's Olympic hockey team uh, group there. And uh, Elks safety Jordan Hoover as well. Oh, Jordan Hoover's back. I think he played at Acadia if I'm not mistaken, and uh, I guess they now call it youth sports football. All right, here's what we got shaken tomorrow. The Edmonton Oilers and the Ottawa Senators, the pregame show with Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels. Jack and myself will have the call of tomorrow night's game. The face-off show begins at 6.30. The puck drop is at 8 p.m. Have a fantastic Friday, everybody! Again, Reed Wilkins tonight from six to eight. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from two to three, and then the six thirty Chad Afternoons with and Nye from three to six. Back at you tomorrow night six thirty. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty Chad.